Welcome to 30 Days of Marketing Mavens. 30 days, 30 experts, 30 marketing niches. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back to 30 Days of Marketing Mavens. Again, I'm Howard Walpuff. This is brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. And so excited that you're, you're here with us again and learning even more about marketing. Today, we're kind of looking at marketing and specifically social media as a whole. And we're, and we're fortunate to have uh, Jennifer Gardella with us to go over what she does with companies and how to really direct them in the right directions for how they manage and maintain their social media. So Jennifer, welcome to uh, the, the uh, conversation today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I always love to share my expertise with people and get them out of digital overwhelm. It's sort of a goal of mine. <laughs> and that world of digital overwhelm can be very uh, just claustrophobic and, and scary. And it's, it's good real. to have your hand <laughs> to pull them out of that mess. So why don't you share this a little bit of how you got involved initially with social media? It's a really interesting story. So like so many of my clients and probably a lot of people listening to this today, I grew up with the phone attached to the kitchen wall. We had a Mac computer in my house at some point during high school, but my friends and I went to college with typewriters. And as the world of social media came about, it was pretty exciting. You know, you, everyone got a Facebook account because all of our kids had heard about Facebook. And so all the parents followed them to Facebook. And then before we knew it, companies were starting to build Facebook pages. And then they were starting to do other things out there in the world. And as I followed my children around, whether it be to Twitter or Instagram, I always kept in mind that so many business owners didn't really know what they were doing. And the reason why I know that because when I was finishing up my PhD at Rutgers University, interestingly enough, in psychology and statistics, two areas, I was supposed to go and light the world of educational research on fire. I was not, never even knew that this was a possibility for me to hang a shingle and run a business. Um, I was dating <laughs> a divorce attorney in central New Jersey. If you know anything about internet marketing, you know that attorneys are usually one of the most competitive markets competitive demographics for any market on the internet. Very true. So he was a divorce attorney. We were dating and this was right around the middle of 2011. And all of a sudden he had a million dollar law firm one night. And then the next day the phone stopped ringing and it was a panic at the disco kind of moment because it was where did all the clients go or the potential clients. Mm -hmm. And what it was it was the first time way back then that Google had put forth a major algorithm change known as Penguin and Panda. Yep. At that time, this divorce attorney started getting a tremendous number of emails, Twitter for attorneys, redo your website, blogging for attorneys, what's it like to you know, put out an email newsletter? And he was like, how do you do this? How do you run a law firm and do all of this marketing when you're at his size? Because he had three to five associates, a couple of staff members, and he was completely overwhelmed, which is so much still, so much of the problem of what's going on today. We expect small business owners to be experts in what they do. And then they're expected to jump through all these digital hoops as well. It's a nightmare. So he, of course, like any good attorney, was printing all of this stuff out and wound up with, I can't, like a four foot pile of paper. Because <laughs> that's what they do, right? Mm -hmm. Attorneys have to have the, the proof of the problem. 
Uh, and he kind of gave them to me and he said, well, you're getting a PhD. You're really good at research. I was thrilled with the idea, as was my ex-husband at the time of me working. And what wound up happening is, as I synthesized all that information and did all my research, I kind of backed myself up into a job, which was a nightmare, because remember, we were dating at the time, so I don't never recommend that. I actually, though, what I didn't realize what was going on is I was working and learning from the ones that were doing all of the research for me. So as I started to interview into, you know, he had an HTML website that he had put up himself with HTML for dummies. I mean, it was really an interesting time. Um, and so I, you know, was talking then with Fine Law, with Justia, Foster Web Marketing. And these salespeople at that time were willing to tell you everything you needed to know because they were so excited that they were figuring it out. Mm -hmm. So as I started to, you know, expand our list and figure out what was supposed to be happening, I rewrote the website, redesigned the website, started blogging four times a week and put out a strategic, a very strategic social media campaign for us, well, for the firm. And before we knew it, within a couple of months, like three months, we owned the front page of Google again. Very nice. Awesome. So Super, right? And then the relationship ended. <laughs> and I didn't have a job and I also was finishing up my degree meaning I defended that so the job and the relationship ended in January I defended my dissertation in April and I realized at that time that I had a skill set that other small business owners desperately needed um, and so I literally hung a shingle as a social media consultant to help people which is a pretty neat way to start a business, something that I never even thought was possible. I started a service called Your Social Media Hour, which is not up right now. It's, come, it's making a comeback in 2020 at some point. Kind of heard some crickets, did a lot of networking. And it was really funny when I was describing the service of getting an email of what to do every day, which was Your Social Media Hour, an attorney in the back of the room said, hey, wait a minute, you're the one that did it for that guy? I want you to do my social media. And this is before you could have your social media done. Like there wasn't a lot of companies that were doing this. So I literally backed into a position and an idea for a company that has gone gangbusters in other people kind of rolling forward and doing the same thing I do. That really is, is quite a story and quite a, an educational opportunity for uh, to, to really work through the, the, the beginnings of as all those pieces were changing, especially with, uh, with Google being polite enough to change it for everybody in the process. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, you learn about keywords and blogging and an editorial calendar and what you're putting up on your LinkedIn page. And, you know, what it really takes to be successful out there in the digital marketing world is it takes this idea of continually keeping on top of the basics. You know, if you glob onto the trends, you're going to die a slow death of tech. So I really do promote in my practice now and what I do with my clients is we develop and build a very solid foundation. And that's very important because it's, it, again, that's the structure. That is the, the, the game plan. And there are some fun trends that come in and out that you can have a good time with. But as they go back and forth, you have to make sure that, that you are still moving forward with a, with a routine and a schedule and a, and a concept and a, and a color background and, and th that, that right. this is your, this is your story that you continue to tell no matter what you throw into the mix. 
Right. And, you know, so many of my clients will come to me at first or when I, I do a lot of public speaking and they'll say, hey, I want to have, you know, a Snapchat advertising campaign. And I'm like, uh, OK, but you don't have a LinkedIn account. <laughs> you know, it's those core fundamental pieces of digital marketing. It's that core message. It's the, you know, the call to action. What's your unique selling proposition? What makes you you and what's your story that really is the first line of defense in building a, a digital marketing campaign to really help build your business. And that's what people are looking for. The, 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 it's that story. It's, it's how you are as a company relatable to them, how you how they see you being a part of their life. And if, they, if that really doesn't mesh, then it, it's, it's, they're going to move on and look at, at, uh, at what other people are doing. Yeah. And I can tell you that, you know, as interesting as my story is, as me getting started in the world of digital marketing, my story has actually built to something quite crazy um, in the last few years, which has led to a TED Talk, which has also led to clients realizing that they can trust me in a very different way. And so I'll just quickly share, and this is for anyone viewing, you know, if you don't have, uh, we met through a ClickFunnels group. Right. But and what's the one one of the top things that Russell Brunson always says is have your list of stories. And one of unfortunately our stories is that a few years ago we lost my ex-husband to a very aggressive cancer. Now we have three kids. We were very, very good friends, had an incredibly peaceful divorce. And that led to a TED talk, which has nothing to which I did at Fordham, by the way, which was very exciting. Well, um, very nice. Melange, right? I was like, oh, I get to go back to campus. Um, but my point in this is there are some clients that have come into my consultancy as a client because they watched my TED Talk and they noticed two things. One, they could really trust me as a person. And number two, I was actually a real authentic deal. And so your story, to get your story out there, whatever led you to your career, whatever led you to build your business, any pieces that built you as to who you are right now as a small business owner, get out there and tell it. Because not only can you help someone with the connection, but it builds your know, like, and trust in a way that you can't do just by talking about the nuts and bolts of your business. It's really about being you and being personable and being relatable and, uh, and that's what people want. It's, it's, not, right. it's not just the name of the company. It's in the end, it's, it's who they're going to be working with. And integrity and, and, uh, and, and that connection really plays that strong role in making sure that, you're, that this is the type of business you want to be doing. Right. And, you know, it's funny when I first started and I would tell the story of how I was dating and then working for a boyfriend, right? People were like, oh, you can't tell that. That was a huge mistake you made. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> People not only need to hear that Dr. Jen can make mistakes, but that I actually sit in gratitude for all that he brought to my life. Um, I mean, good thing the relationship ended, of course. It was for the best. But, you know, that you can rebound and build a life out of something that even if it is a hot mess when you're going through it or in it or after it. <laughs> it's very, very valuable words to live by. Um, <laughs> So, so let, let me bring it back to the, the question I'm asking everyone. What would be the number one strategy that you're using for your clients and, and, and for yourself in, uh, within social media these days? 
That is a great question because there is so much information out there that I see on social media. You know, do all your social media for the next five years and 30 seconds. And I'm like, that just can't happen. Um, but what I am a huge proponent of, what we do for our clients and what I do for my own marketing is something called batching. Uh, B-A-T-C-H-I-N-J, I-N-G. I'm actually in the process of developing a program around the concept of batching for small business owners who are do-it-yourselfers. That's, you know, one of my great ideas coming in the future. Um, but it's the process of looking very planfully over the course of a year, a quarter, and a month and deciding, okay, what blogs am I going to have written from now until the end of 2020? and then not only what blogs, but what themes are there out there that I can capitalize on, what um, ideas, what holidays, what are the trends in my business, the flow, so that you have some idea of what's going to be happening. You then write a majority of your content at least a month ahead. Now, for a lot of people, this drives them crazy. Like, oh my gosh, I have to write four blog posts for March. It's, you know, February 4th. But it's better than trying to write one blog post for the first week of March <laughs> on the first day of March. Mm -hmm. And then following Monday, what do you do? You sit down at your white screen again and suddenly you have to pump out a blog. Or, hey, I need to post something on you know, LinkedIn today. And you hear crickets in your head. Well, you don't know if it's National Oatmeal Day. You don't know if you know, it's the spring equinox. You don't know if you know, George Washington's birthday, like whatever, if there's something that uh, something else that you can capitalize on in that market in that way for your social media and so what I do is I actually start out like right now it's the first week of February so we're planning all of our March content our February content is completely done so I have my four blog posts for my, I'll just talk generally in my terms for jennifergardella.com I also have four blog posts for medium which is a new hot site that's great for SEO and for my steps in time which is my personal blog um, and I have 30 days 30 no 29 days there's 29 days in February 29 days of social media posts and I have four podcasts ready to go now you have to, in this system, not get overwhelmed in, I have to do what Jen does, right? Because I'm crazy. <laughs> I am a complete hyperactive type A overthinker who's going to cover all my, basis on a all my bases on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. The average small business owner, heck, if you get two blog posts out, that's like huge. And that is something to be applauded for a lot of people. And so this concept of batching and looking planfully, doing your keyword research, why are your competitors beating you to the punch? And then making sure that your blog and social media presence cover all those bases so that you look just as important as the rest of them do. That's really the name of the game. And it really is, it, it, it can be overwhelming, the concept, but also <laughs> can be very, um, uh, calming that you you have everything set and also you have that flexibility if something comes up if if someone wants to post something related to their business that you that you're an accountant and you know how to count and get things very well in connection with uh, making light of the fact they couldn't count the ballots in Iowa last night you can in you can put those into your plan without changing the plan you have to leave room for the magic. And I think one of the best examples I just saw of this is all the controversy with the halftime show at the Super Bowl this year with J-Lo and Shakira. And two of my very good friends happened to be 
just starting out on a women's resilience speaking tour. And so they've been superimposing their heads and doing all the, you know, you don't need to do it, the, you know, you don't need to shake it to, you just need to come and we can teach you how to get, you know, build strength as well. And I was like, wow, exactly. You have to leave room for the magic of life. Yes. Sometimes things just fall in your hands like that and you have to run with it. Right. And I do that. And, you know, for the average small business owner also, like everybody wants an Instagram presence and your Instagram presence is actually a great way to play with those kind of moments. You can have stories and posts that are not as professional as we want you to put out there in other places. And since it's so picture driven, it really does lend itself well to what's going on in the world. And that's, that's totally true. It's Instagram is such a great tool and there's a lot of strategic ways to use it, but also very some lighthearted and less pressured ways to use it. And you have to use all the opportunities to your advantage as, as a small business. Right. Well, this is really just, look, it, your story is fantastic. And I, I love the, <laughs> the path that uh, starting from Fordham University led you to, uh, to all this, uh, this, this greatness in, in, in social media. And I thank you so much for joining us and sharing this with everybody. Well, thanks so much. And if you or your listeners have any questions, you guys know where to find me. <laughs> All right. We'll have some information listed below. Uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. And everyone, thank you again. 30 days of Marketing Mavens. I'm so glad that you're, uh, you're enjoying this and look forward to uh, sharing more with you again tomorrow. And uh, go out and have a great day today. Thank you. Thanks.